This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm, which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. So the judge has granted the defendant's motion to quash and has ruled that she does not have to go to her deposition on July the 16th, that we will push it back to a later date. The attorneys circulated some dates and had agreed upon September the 7th. And so that was put into the granted motion that the defendant's deposition would be held on September 2nd of 2021. Now that the July 16th date was no longer required for her to give her deposition on. On July the 14th, the defendant made a live sale, a live video. And in this video, she is talking about how she can't talk about dates online because something might get intentionally scheduled on that day, which is not what happened. What happened is she confirmed a date. We were trying to hold her accountable to do her deposition on that date. And then she's the one who made the changes to her schedule and was trying to back out of her deposition. So she's making it sound as if we were trying to sabotage her travel plans, but that was actually not the case. I can't be best friends with my employees anymore. I'm going to get my heart broken like I just did. So instead of that, I'm going to go back to what I used to do. And that is have a whole bunch of brand reps that are all my best friends who talk about my business and I give them some commission and they get a huge discount. It makes my life happy. It's what I used to do when I was the happiest and I don't get in trouble for making my best friends, my employees, and then them turning out to be like awful people. So you win some, you lose some. And I learned my lesson and I never want to do it. Listen, the brand stylist retreat, I think we're focused on October. When am I going out of town? I'm going out of town to October 4th, right? Yeah. I should not even say the name because you know something's going to intentionally be scheduled on that date now. I should not even say the name that I was even thinking of. Yeah. I'm going to have to delete this video. Awkward. Have you ever watched a live video and they're like, okay, and I don't want any negativity here. Like, oh my God, if I ever had to say that, just get me off the camera. I'm not doing that. Are you kidding? If somebody was negative, I would just be like, I gotta go. Actually, no, all my friends would take care of me for y'all. So not only in this video is the defendant talking about how she can't say dates online because then something would intentionally get scheduled on that date. She also makes an interesting comment about how other people, when they have live videos, they'll say, we don't want any negativity here. And if something like that were to happen to her, she says her internet army would handle it her followers. So she also says that she would just walk away from it or something like that. But when anybody says anything on her videos or on her social media posts, even if it's not something that's rude or mean, it could be a genuine question. She either blocks the person or her followers do go on the attack for that person. And she knows that and she admitted it here. On July the 21st of 2021, the defendant is on her cruise that she left on 
on July the 16th, 2021. And somebody's asking what ship she is on. And she is saying, oh, I can't say because of the crazies. And then she also makes another comment about how she can't mention dates anymore because someone will schedule something on that date. I wish I could say what ship I was on, but my attorney said I can't because there's literally crazy people on the internet. But if you follow my stories, you'll be able to see very easily. Until my troll gets online tonight and talks about my cookies too. <laughs> Just remember, I'm on a cruise ship and you're talking about me. <laughs> crazy. Trolls. Plural. Both of y'all. I won't even delete this video. I'll leave it there for your enjoyment. That's what happens when I don't give a d anymore. Oh, when you're not lying, you don't have to care. I should not say dates anymore on here. I forgot. Forgot freaking looney tunes so she says that she can't list the name of her cruise ship because of the crazies but then she also says just watch my stories and you'll be able to figure it out she also says she can't wait until her troll gets online tonight and talks about cookies or something and then she says trolls plural and then she holds up three fingers and so i'm not sure exactly who she is referring to besides myself and h potentially laura because she had not that long ago made some comments about me being at laura's birthday lunch i'm really not sure but again Again, just furthering her narrative. On July the 25th, 2021, she just made a simple Facebook post, but in this one, she takes a dig at my husband. So I do want to point it out. And the post says she has shared a quote that says, if someone has an issue with you and they're telling everyone except you, they don't have a real issue with you. They just enjoy the attention they get from talking about you. And then she writes the caption, guess you got to get it from somewhere if you ain't getting it at home. It's still absolutely disgusting though. Seek Jesus and a therapist you don't lie to. So not only did she make a dig at my husband that he's not giving me attention at home, she also makes a dig at my therapist seemingly. She makes a story on July 26th of 2021 where she is again talking about her false and defamatory narrative and how she is going to see her counselor and to talk about all of the crazy stuff that's going on. Anyways, I am headed to my counselor's office. Uh, it's been really good for me to go to this kind of counseling where you can like talk about really traumatic, crazy stuff that's happening to you in the moment while you're living your life on social media. I think that's the craziest part. The stuff's happening to me behind the scenes and oh my God, I have to like act like I'm normal on social media every day. It sucks, but I'm getting a lot closer to being able to just sit down and share it all with you and not worry about it anymore. Thank God, criminal people. Ugh, God. I just won't believe it. So, anyways, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go through my highlights. You'll figure it out. So, once again, she continues her false narrative that I'm somehow a criminal. And by this time, she had the police report. She knew that there was no criminal activity. She just continues to talk about that as an intimidation tactic, which was never going to work because I knew that I hadn't done any of these things. And so it was not affecting me at all that she was saying those kinds of things in terms of me being scared that there would be criminal ramifications. My concerns and the reason that it bothered me so much that she would continue to talk about me being a criminal was the damage that it was constantly doing to my reputation. She she also says, if you're unsure what I'm talking about, just go look at my highlights. So she knows that she has created videos and she has put them in a place that is semi-permanent so that anyone, if they have any idea what she's talking about, they can just go and reference these highlights and then figure it out. She makes another Instagram story on July the 27th of 2021. I'm going to call her grandpa and tell him you drove me back freaking condom two times. But that's making a cognitive decision. You knew what you're doing. Oh, no, you did not. Okay, can y'all see me? 
Hello, friends, I'm here. No, we are at, I can't tell you exact locations because it's Captain Crazy. Just, you know where we are, okay? Right by it. So she says in this video that she can't say locations because of Captain Crazy profanity, but you know where we are. So she is expecting her followers to be able to conclude where she is. And her claims that I am the stalker that, you know, she can't say where she's going, but I live in her community. So if she's making this statement saying that her followers could figure it out, theoretically, if I really cared, I could figure it out too, which just doesn't go with her false narrative about me being a stalker, because why would she even say anything like that if she was truly scared for her safety? Around the same time, the defendant made yet another social media account. She actually named this one on Instagram and used the same name to make a new Facebook page. On this new page, she was very excited about it. She would go live several times. She would story about it, but she would continue her false and defamatory narrative on these new accounts. One of the first posts on Instagram for this new account says, my parents are felons. I dropped out of college, moved to DFW on a whim. I got married in Vegas because I was pregnant, not exactly the CEO pedigree, but I loved people and I'm ridiculously sure that God has got me, aka I just held on and prayed and quickly learned that professionals don't wing it. Jesus don't cut the checks and there is a difference between what God is telling you versus what you're telling yourself. I ended up trusting the wrong people and pushing away the right ones. It almost cost me everything until... That's where we are now. I'm walking through this season of terror and forced rebuilding in front of everyone, hoping there is a lesson for both of us at the end of this. I have horrible anxiety after finding out the people closest to me were also people terrorizing me for years behind my back. And I needed something new, something I can pour into, protect, and not worry about. This new page is calming to me. It's fresh and pure and clean and mine and best of all, exciting. And then she goes on to say some other seemingly inspirational things. So she has started this new social media account so that she can start fresh, but then she drags in her same false and defamatory narrative to this account. She stories from this new account on July 28th of 2021. Look, I got another four inch binder. We're about to fill up with some more investigating. I'm really excited. Man, this is nuts. How you find out all this stuff? Like y'all are literally not going to believe this stuff. It is unfreaking believable unless you see it. I mean, I knew because I lived it, but like so here she is showing a binder, a binder that was never turned over in the legal process. Zero binders were ever turned over. And when questioned about this in her sworn deposition, my attorney says, there were some posts where you had binders referencing all the documents you have related to this case. Do you recall that? Defendant says, no. My attorney says, all right, do you have binders and binders related to this case? Defendant says, not related to this case. My attorney says, what do you mean by that? And defendant says again, not related to this case. So clearly she has shown, and this is only one of many posts where she posts about all of her binders, but then when asked in her sworn deposition, she acted as if she had no idea what they were talking about. No, she doesn't have any binders related to this case. Also, the footage showing her with these binders was turned over to her attorney. So it's really unclear to me why she is saying in her deposition that she does not have these binders, that she has paraded around all over her social media and pretended or implied that they were full of evidence. Again, nothing like that was ever turned over. That same evening, the defendant made an Instagram live from this new account and further goes into her narrative. So she has kind of done a soft launch of her false and defamatory narrative with the Instagram post, but then she's 
starting to create stories and then now doing a live video to further that narrative. Can you imagine like building your dream house? Your life is totally going the way you want it to. You're on the Inc. 5000 list. You're getting these awards. You're making tons of money. All the things you're doing, all the things right. You're investing in things you should invest in, tying up your long-term money, how you should, all the stuff. Business is going great. All that. You're building your dream house. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden the rug comes out from under your dad gets cancer. You find out this crazy stuff with your employees. Like it's just mind-numbing it really is about yesterday too my counselor she was like your dad died you had the situation with two people that were very very close to you and then people that you thought were kind of sketch along the way you found out since then definitely were and are literally like you know they're co-signers now which is gross also how do y'all justify that girls like you know how many times you were like, oh my God, don't trust her. She's crazy. She calls everybody worshipers. <laughs> now y'all at dinner together. Sit down. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Sometimes you got to think about like your integrity, you know? What do the people around you who are watching you behave, what do they think? And that was the thing with you guys. Like when I was going through all that stuff, or am still, but especially when I was trying to figure out what was happening in like the summer last year. And then when I started figuring it out in fall, like my job is to get on the internet every day. So I have to get online, sun, rain, or snow and not act like everything's normal, but really not know how things are. And then be like, hey guys, are you having a good day today? And really, I'm just like... Y'all ain't gonna believe this. Holy cow. Like, this is who was on my Arlo account. Or, you know, all the things. I don't like saying it out loud because to me it's still a criminal investigation. But so that's what's going on. So I made the new account and I'm pretty excited. I got a couple hundred friends here today. So that's pretty exciting to me. That's like, I don't know, that's enough for me, honestly. You really can make millions of dollars on the internet with like 25,000 followers. I'll tell you this too. Anybody who wants to get into the internet business, number one, you got to have thick skin. Number two, the the trolls have never bothered me because nobody's ever mean in real life to me. Number one, it only bothered me when those people took me away from time with my dad and were responsible for the dailing me to do would be in my best interest. So for me, it was like the lying and the deceit and the betrayal over, you could talk about me all day long. I'm a lot to swallow. I get it. And I ain't for everybody. That's for Sure. But I just feel like if you know me, you know my heart. And if you know that your friend's like going through this kind of crazy situation, then just try to be supportive of it, you know, because it is just such a weird, you literally have to like doubt, not everybody, because some people you just know. But if there, sometimes things are not coincidences. But for me, I was going through all this stuff and it was very open and on social media. And I felt like I couldn't tell my friends everything that was going on. And I hated that. But times are changing. Good. Because this is what I realized. I just woke up one day and realized, girl, why are you so stressed out and upset? Like, you ain't got nothing to lose, number one. Number two, God then gave you a security blanket. He gave me this house that appraised for literal, oh, take this to the bank, literal millions dollars more than what I paid for it. And if that is not a redneck security blanket, I don't know what is. Like, it is. I'm so thankful for that. But also took that as a sign from God that he's telling me, don't sit down and take it, sis. You are born to fight. You you need to stand up for yourself and for anybody else who gets destroyed for no reason on the internet. And I don't mean by just like angry people who are mad because I didn't let them return something. Those girls will come back around. But I mean like people who are, what do they call them? Serial extortionists where they've done this to their previous employers too. Like you can't let, I cannot let that continue. I can't. So if it means that I gotta like lose a whole bunch of stuff so I can save somebody else whose skin may not be as thick as mine, then I will do it. I will, I literally will never stop fighting or literally I'll never 
lay down and take it again. I did that with my interior designer. I did that with my old jeans factory. I will not do that this time, no matter what. Because I know I didn't do anything wrong and I know that I'm the victim right now. So because of all that, you girl continues to talk about the jeans and the clothes even when I don't want to. But on the days I do want to, I do it because I genuinely love it. But not every day, you know? Sometimes people are dog groomers. You think they want to talk about dogs every day? Probably not. But I don't like disloyal people and I just don't tolerate it. So I just step away and I won't even be mad at you and say mean things. I just will literally walk away and go. And I like that people trust me with their secrets because I don't like to tell other people's secrets, you know? But I did also realize in all this that if you're telling somebody all your secrets and they never tell you theirs, there's a reason for that. And that definitely happened. Or if like some of their secrets sound too good to be true, we fact check. Okay, I'll never forget day Dada called me and she was like, girl, not even she don't go to that church. She ain't got nothing to do with those people who run that program and I'm sitting with them right now. <laughs> I'm like, what? Lobbied for better internet laws because I think if you are grown man enough to woman to say things on the internet, you should not be, the internet laws haven't changed in 25 years and a lot of them, are horrible and like you can get in trouble for saying something about somebody if you say it out loud even if it's true but then somebody can say something anonymously somewhere else and they have no culpability for that at all so girl that's got to change if i like if that's what i'm gonna spend my fortune on one day then okay that's what it's gonna be i'm called jeff bezos wife ex-wife who just married like a high school science teacher i think that's great um but I do want to lobby for a bit stricter internet laws because I think there should be some accountability there. Not just for the person saying it, but for the platform that it's on too. Because you really could, I mean, you, if you're, a lot of people in my position probably would have killed themselves. No doubt. 100%. I definitely agree to that for sure. There's no, I don't ever think that that would, could not have been a possible, a very, very, not only do I think people might have done that, I think people would have understood why they did. Because it's incredibly traumatizing and terrorizing to go through the, the valleys that I've had to go through the last 12 months. So at the beginning of this clip, she says that her, this is still a criminal investigation. That little bit of language lets me know that she knew that the police were not going to do anything about this because there had been no criminal activity. But to her, it still was a criminal investigation. The reason that I caught on to that language that she used is because she also says that in her sworn deposition that she still considers it a criminal investigation. My attorney says, Looking at request for admission 161, you admit this statement. Again, not even sue her back, but press criminal charges because I don't care about money. I care about a mugshot, sis. When you're talking about her, who are you referring to? The defendant says, Crystal Wrighton, because she posted mugshots of my dad. The attorney says, and you want to press criminal charges and have her convicted so she has a mugshot. Defendant says, yes. Attorney says, and are you pressing criminal charges right now? The defendant says, if I can find the evidence. The attorney says, but in January of 2020, you didn't have any evidence because you're still trying to find the evidence, right? Defendant says, yeah. So she knew not only at the time of this video, but she knew back in January of 2021, that she had no evidence of criminal activity against me. Yet she still continues the false and defamatory narrative that I have committed crimes against her. When my attorney reiterated to her that there was not an active criminal investigation in her sworn deposition, the defendant again says, well, to me, it's still an active investigation. My attorney said, you'd agree that the final report from the Bartonville Police Department found that they have exhausted all resources in this case and have not found any crimes that have been committed. If any other evidence is presented by anyone involved, they would research all leads and concerns. That's the last thing from Bartonville, correct? 
defendant says, I mean, it's still to me an active investigation. I don't know. Did it say final? Because we're still, I definitely wouldn't say it's over. My attorney says, has there been any reinstitution of any research or investigations in the leads and concerns? Defendant would say, I would say yes. My attorney says, okay, and what is that? The defendant says that we're still investigating. My attorney says, who is we? The defendant says, myself. I am not a criminal. I never committed any crimes against her, but she is furthering this narrative and her followers are going along with it. She also again references the serial extortionist false narrative that I had done this before because I had been in a lawsuit with my prior business partner. She also brings up her interior designer and denim factory. She actually was never in an actual lawsuit with either of those parties. And I guess that's what she means when she said that she laid down and took it. But Again, she defamed the interior designer. We never used any of those files in my lawsuit, but she did defame them and she talks about it as if she had been wronged. She also makes a very disturbing comment about how she loves it that people trust her with their secrets or that she gets to know people's secrets. The unfortunate thing with the defendant is that whenever she knows something about somebody or learns something about them, she uses it as a weapon later. Every single piece of information that she knew about me, she used as a weapon. She tried to turn my daughter saying that I was being a fake person because I was nicely calling someone an idiot into this entire narrative that my daughter would seemingly be in agreement that I would have had this secret life where I secretly hated her because my daughter said that I'm the fakest person that she's ever known when in reality, my daughter was just making fun of me because whenever I am in a professional capacity, I will let somebody know, for lack of a better word, that they are being an idiot in a professional way. Also, in one of her early posts, when she brought up a private situation of Steph's, that was something that wasn't even hers. So if she knows something about you that not everyone knows, she will absolutely exploit it. And that's what makes someone like her so dangerous. The reason it's so dangerous for someone like her to have sensitive information about somebody is because as has been on display, she has no problem sharing whatever information she feels like sharing with thousands upon thousands of followers. She also has no problem taking that information and trying to harm somebody with it as she has done previously with the account that she made. I'm a teacher and a troll where she emailed someone's principal who she just suspected was a troll on some hate blogs. And then what she has also done to H&I. She has no problem weaponizing anything and using it against you. She also talks about self-harm again. That would be part of her narrative. And I don't want to speculate on that portion of it, but it is something that she does mention a lot. And it does get her a lot of sympathy with her followers and their comments about that. The defendant says something in this clip that I 100% agree with. There should be stronger internet laws about what people can and cannot do on the internet. The defendant used her social media platforms to try and destroy me for over two years. She used Instagram and she used Facebook. She used selling platforms whenever she would do her live videos. And now she even has a TikTok account. And who knows what other social media platforms she will use in the future. I hope that this case serves as precedence for similar situations in the future. Because what happened in my case and the fact that that was allowed for so long, so long, she was able to just defame me and attempt to ruin my character and my reputation, my integrity on social media platforms where she went completely unchecked. That is dangerous and that is disturbing.
so while the current laws about defamation allowed me to have a unanimous jury verdict in my favor that she did defame me, it did cause me harm, nothing has happened to her social media platforms. Many of the videos that she made about me are still up right now on her social media. So someone, anyone in the future who comes to her account can go and see them. They may not understand the full story about what's happened. They may not have seen my social media. They may not have heard this podcast. Nothing has happened to her social media. A jury unanimously ruled that she defamed me on Instagram and Facebook for over two years. And she still maintains those accounts today and even makes new ones periodically. That has to change. Because I'm not the first person that she has done this to. She has defamed other people online. And I also have not been the last. In addition to defaming me and H, she has also defamed other people since my verdict, since the unanimous jury verdict ruling in my favor that she made false and defamatory statements about me for over two years. She still continues to defame not only me, but other people as well. Then on July 29th of 2021, the defendant made another live video, again, referencing her stalkers. Also, our stalkers said I made up being drunk. Like, (laughs) hold on. I thought I had an alcohol problem last week. Like this week, I'm making up that I was drunk. Okay. Okay, Sounds good. You're still commenting about someone being drunk on Facebook, you loser. So in this video, she's saying my stalker made up that I was drunk. And she's referring to a video from a few days prior. And when she says that, she is again directly responding to commentary that was made about her on these troll blogs, hate blogs, whatever she calls them. This is nothing that I've said. I've had no contact with her at all. And I had shut my social media down in November of 2020. So when she says these things, she's just responding to online commentary about her as if it's me making the commentary. And it most certainly was not. She's doing a live sale on July the 31st of 2021. And here she talks about how she blocks people on her social media. I bet I'm it's a horrible her. judge of character. Don't ask me. You, it, when you don't have your name on there, like right. nobody knows who you are. Let's so, and if you ever see somebody comment on my Instagram and say, I can't see your stories anymore. It's because I blocked you. Plain and simple. 100%. <laughs> and why? Probably because you said something or you don't have a profile oh, picture. I see you. Or you didn't let me follow you back and I wanted to. Well, or not- just because I don't care and it's just social media and it doesn't matter to me. And if you're, if you make me have anxiousness, you got to go. So she just blocks people. And if people ever say, oh, I can't see your stories, that she has just blocked them. And so, as I said before, if anyone says anything on the defendant's social media that she doesn't like, she just blocks them. So there's nowhere for them to have any sort of dialogue with her. And that's how tons of people have wound up on other internet forums, such as Gomi and Reddit, providing commentary on her life because she does not want to have the dialogue with people. So her also saying that no one is ever mean to her or negative to her. Well, nope. Because if they are, or if they don't, not even mean or negative, even if they just say something that she doesn't like, or if they say something that makes her feel anxious, admittedly, she just blocks them. On August the 3rd, the defendant makes a live video, a get ready with me live video, and sort of goes on a long rant about these legal proceedings and the entire situation. I just cannot express to you, like when you are being like manipulated by people, and I, that is not an excuse because I'm a grown woman and I made the choices I made because I made them. When when you're going through these things and you can't like really understand where the things, like anything even came from that you're going through, or you definitely can't figure out how to solve your problem when you don't know what your problem is. I know with our forensic accountant in the beginning, they were like, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack and you don't know what the needle looks like. And the haystack all looks the same. So, but we got it. So don't you worry. 
So in this first clip, she references again that she had a forensic accountant. In her sworn deposition, she was asked about this. My attorney says, have you ever retained a forensic accountant or a forensic accounting firm to investigate your claim that Crystal was trying to ruin your business? Defendant says, no. My attorney says, have you ever represented, let me ask it this way, have you ever retained anyone to investigate your claim that Crystal was trying to ruin your business? The defendant says, not that I can recall. I don't really understand that question though. My attorney says, okay, well, let me make it real clear. Your position in this lawsuit is Crystal has done and said things to ruin you and your business, correct? Defendant says, correct. My attorney says, okay, with that same definition of what you believe, have you done anything to investigate your claim that Crystal was in fact trying to ruin your business? And the defendant says, I investigated myself. So here, when she is implying, not implying, outright saying that she had a forensic accountant and that they have found the needle in the haystack, it's just a complete lie. It is another intimidation tactic for her to say online that she has found this crucial piece of evidence that's a break in the case from this forensic accountant when in fact she admits she never even had one. Not only did she not have a forensic accountant, there was no forensic data supporting any of this. She just investigated it herself. I just totally let my confidence and joy be stolen. And instead of fighting for myself and my business to get it back, I just laid down and took it and thought, wow, that must be how I am. Or, and, and what a win that must have been for them to think that, let me tell you, sister, no. The first thing I said, I said, when all this stuff happened, I said, the meanest thing I could ever say to them was that they are stupid. Not that you're physically anyway or mentally anyway. It's just that you're stupid because what an ignorant person to think somebody like me would just lay down and take it. I know I've done that a lot in a lot of other situations, but those situations involved money and money is that one thing I got that I just don't really care about. What I care about is value, loyalty, and purpose. And those three things were violated. So now you got my attention and I'll fight back. That's the difference. And it took me a long time to get there. Like I said, I am in the state, I have shared my life on the internet for close to a decade, maybe more than that with like Keek and I didn't have Instagram when it first came out. It was for Android users, I think. And I definitely didn't have Facebook because it was only for people who had college or email addresses. And you know, your girl went to friggin' San Jack. I didn't have a college email address. So, and I never, like, I never wanted to leave my community. I never doubted a single person on these videos, even when like Captain Crazy and her little friend come on here and say stuff. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm like, sister, you are that bored. Because you know what? In nine years, I never looked at that troll website on purpose. In nine years, I never let it bother me. In nine years, I never like went home and cried about it. It, it motivated, I don't, it didn't even motivate me. Honestly, I just think it's sick and disgusting. It's even more disgusting if you can make fun of those people and then be them, sicko. But at the end of the day, I just feel sorry because if I'm the most entertaining part of your day, like you really should get like the TLC channel because they got this thing show called You, Me, and My Ex and it's freaking insane. So, but what I won't be okay with is if you mentally try to destroy someone's life. I'm not okay with that, especially if that person, A, would never do it to you and B, would you know deep down in your heart would never do that to another person ever. And they showed you who they were a thousand times. I remember driving home one day in the car and I looked over and I said, I show you every day who I am. When are you going to believe me? And that was always such a big deal to me. I wanted to be a good example. I'm not, I have not always been the best example to anybody for sure. But in that situation, I always tried to like lead to the right path and tried to be a good example. I know I came from like a really crappy background and I'm like the poster child for, you know, doing it wrong. 
So early on in this clip, she talks about how she used to lay down and take it. She's seemingly referencing what she has said before about her denim factory and the interior designer and says that she's not going to do that anymore. She's going to fight back. Also, by this time, she has talked about the fighting back thing for months on months. She has said it multiple times. So again, I'm not sure why her followers don't catch on to this, that she literally says the same thing constantly over and over again. But they seem to just support her no matter what she says or how often she says it. She also is talking about trying to be a good example. Here she's referencing H in a conversation that she has said before that they had where she would say, if I show you who I am, why don't you believe it? And that sort of thing. She also says that she didn't care about those other situations because those just involved money. And this involves value, loyalty, and purpose. Those are the things that she cares about. And so now those things have been violated and she is going to fight back. But that stuff doesn't hurt my feelings. It doesn't hurt my feelings if you make fun of how much I suck at being a boss. I don't enjoy that, so that's okay. Or actually, nobody making fun of me ever makes me feel bad ever. Just FYI, it's like a waste of time. But it just, even if you talk about my body, because are you serious? But also, like that, I've just always been like that. It didn't, it does not bother me at all. What bothers me is that you can mentally try to break someone down and to know that it ain't your first rodeo. That is not okay. So if I have to, I don't, I don't even want to say lay on the sword because I'm not trying to make a, a martyr out of this by any stretch of the imagination. If I got to go through a little bit extra so somebody less tough does not have to go through this too, sister, sign me up. If I got to pay a couple extra $30,000 so far so that somebody else does not have to have this happen to them because clearly it happened to somebody before me too, like absolutely I will do it. Absolutely. You know why? Because money doesn't matter like that to me. I can make it. You don't worry. My brother told me a long time ago, you know why we don't worry about money, sis? Because we know how to make it. That's the truth. You know what? We worry about relationships, people, our reputation, our integrity, our loyalty to other people. So here, once again, she tries to use that I had been in a lawsuit with my prior business partner as evidence that I had done this before. Back to when she said earlier how she likes to know people's secrets or she likes that people trust her with their secrets. That situation is one that I had shared with her whenever I was in her close proximity and working for her and considered her a friend. That was a very difficult time. And I shared that with her. So she knew about that. And not only did she use it as a weapon of something to say, but she actually sought out my ex-business partner, sought out my ex-employees, paraded them around, paraded around my ex-business partner's products, and then used that information to try and further her false narrative that I had somehow done this to other people. Her followers didn't know that entire situation. And so they're just hearing her say, oh, wow. Crystal has done this to someone before. So obviously this makes sense that she's doing this again. So she used that on purpose to try and add credibility to her false narrative. You do it once, I see your potential and I know I wouldn't do that. So I'm gonna cut you off. Just like me, I don't deserve a second chance in a whole lot of situations. I've gotten second chances that I did not deserve too. So I'm thankful for those. And that's the reason I was able to give some select people second chances as well. But at the end of the day, there's some kind of crazy you can't fix. And if you continue to, it took me a long time, I think, when all this stuff first happened to even realize that one of the people were involved. I kept denying it. But then people who I've really, really valued in life told me, sister, you've got to wake up. Like, she's so much more involved than you think. And I'm just like, there's just no way she's being manipulated. Like, I just know that's what it is. And then I sat in front of them and I, thank God, I had a good hair day and a good makeup day. 
And I just sat there and I tried not to throw up on the camera. But I saw people that I had never seen before. And one of them, I could care less. That's just gross. You little, well, it's gross. And the, but the other one that I had thought was so different for so long, I realized like my gut was never wrong, you know? Like I knew, and it sucks like realizing that, like having to really internalize it. And then crazy part is like, I know the people around their lives know it too. Like I know that they know better. Cause if you know me, you freaking know. Like I would tell y'all, like if my husband ever cheated on me, I'll light his up on Instagram. Y'all all would know about it. I would tell y'all all about it. Oh my God, are you kidding? Anything, if something ever, I tell y'all when I had to take a poop last week, I literally don't hide anything. I don't care. But that was the best part with all this crazy stuff happening in the beginning. It was like, it doesn't matter what I have to say. I will always tell the truth and none of it makes me want to hide in a corner. Like I'm not upset. I remember one time I was talking to, I can't even say who it was, but I was talking to, I probably can, honestly, I just don't feel like dealing with it. But I was talking to a, a legal authority in all of this and they were like, well, well, I should just not say that at all. Anyways, yeah, can't give too much away. But anyways, when you figure out all this stuff and everything gets pieced together, just know, because the crazy thing is even the people that know like a little bit, it's like 5,000 times crazier and worse than what you think. And that's okay because that's like, that makes me feel like they don't even know how bad it is. And they feel like, you know, because then you don't feel like it's sympathy. You feel like it's logic. Like they don't feel bad for you. They understand that this is freaking gross and this is not normal. Nobody should have to deal with this while their dad's dying in their house with people they love so much. And when they're not the ones that are doing it, it's the other way around. Like it's almost absolutely mind blowing. So all that being said, if ever in my life I could tell you that there is like an above ground when you feel like you're like sinking, there is. And I'm not going to act like I'm not like sad at the end of the day, that it's how it worked out with like one of them that like apparently loves to do this kind of stuff. Like I could care less. I can't express that enough. That's a different kind of sick. I'm not, I'm no longer disappointed though about the other one because it wasn't my problem to solve. So in this clip, when she's talking about it wasn't her problem to solve, she is referencing H and that relationship. And she references her throughout that portion of this video. She also references whenever she saw people that she had never seen before. She is talking about the Zoom hearing that we were in for the motion to quash where we were all there. Again, it was over Zoom. So we were not in the same room, but we could see everyone in the room. And so that's what she's referring to there. I think that maybe they hoped that I would just like lay down and take it because I did it with other companies that had taken advantage of me, with other people that had taken advantage of me. I did. And that was my track record. But like we all have a tolerance level, right? And I always say that about relationships, right? It works for some people and doesn't work for other people. We all have a tolerance level. We all get to that point where we're like, you're not going to let that happen anymore. I reached mine. Congratulations. You've <laughs> introduced me to my tolerance level. And my tolerance level also comes with the mission behind it. And it's to make sure that nobody else's tolerance level even gets like tickled because this is beyond disgusting, horrible situation that I would never wish on my worst enemy in the entire world. And at the same time, it's also what I'm living very publicly on the internet on a daily basis. And I still got to show up with smile on my face, enjoying my heart. And it is becoming so much easier to do on a daily basis. 
So here, the only thing I want to point out here and in the clip that was prior, she openly admits that she lives her life publicly on the internet. She also openly admits that there's nothing that's off limits that she wouldn't share. She shared about how she had to use the restroom. She said that if her husband ever committed adultery, that she would talk about it on Instagram. So the idea that there's all of this inside information that's always shared about her, she is quite literally admitting that she shares every detail of her life online. Then on August the 3rd, she makes an Instagram story about a nonprofit that she created. Just very important to me, this whole thing. And last year, instead of a nonprofit, uh, my employees opened an LLC and um, it took me this long to get all of my paperwork done, but I got it done and I knew I would, and I knew I would stick with it until it was done. So I'm very freaking happy. So in this video, she's talking about her nonprofit and how she got all her paperwork done. And then she kind of mentions in passing that her employees last year had set it up as an LLC, as if that was some sort of act that was done to sabotage her. I did help her with that getting started. And I did set it up as an LLC at first. I consulted with a friend of mine who had a nonprofit, had just gone through the process in the recent years. And I said, it seems like when I research online, the first step in creating a nonprofit is you have to establish the entity as an LLC first. And she said, yes, absolutely. She also advised me that it would be so much easier to go through this process with a CPA. And I relayed all of that information to the defendant, the fact that it had to be set up as an LLC first, and the fact that we would just need to get a CPA to do the rest of the paperwork because it was a lot of paperwork and that wasn't my wheelhouse, but I had communicated that to the defendant. So now she's turned that around and she's trying to imply that I was trying to sabotage her future entity by setting it up as an LLC when it should have been a nonprofit. That was what I found when I did my own research. And that's also what I found when I consulted a friend of mine who had just finished getting her nonprofit status. On August the 4th, of 2021, my attorney sent the fourth retraction letter. This retraction letter was seven pages long, covered nine social media posts, and contained 42 defamatory statements. Then on the evening of August 4th, that same evening, the defendant made a live video. In this live video, she is upset because her Wi-Fi wasn't working, and so she couldn't do a live sale, which I'm sort of confused because if her Wi-Fi wasn't working and she was able to make this live video, it's unclear why she couldn't have done the sale, but that is what she is upset about in this video. See that, you know why? The internet don't work. So first world problems, I know there's hungry people in Africa. My goal is to feed them one day. If you know me, you know that, but I'm freaking annoyed. So right now I'm in my mansion with my bougie chandeliers and no freaking internet that ever works when you need it to. Do you know how annoying it is to tell 163,000 people on Facebook every single day that you're going to go live at a certain time and then something to go wrong? Do you know how annoying that is? It's annoying. It is really annoying. So here she's not only ranting about that her internet isn't working, but she also makes a comment that, do you know how annoying it is to tell 163,000 people that you're going to go live and then not be able to do it? The defendant knows her reach. She knows that her social media accounts have a combined following of hundreds of thousands. That 163,000 number was only for one of her accounts. And so she's well aware of her reach and the amount of followers that she has whenever she is making these false and defamatory statements. And then we got these little things up there now, which you guys know I'm real cautious about that stuff because of Captain Crazy and her sidekick. And I just, it's one more thing in my house. I don't like that. 
So it's one more thing for me to keep track of, monitor, pay the bill for, what the hell ever. You know, the other day I was like, what does it mean when they say that you manifest that? Like, what does that mean? I don't even like that word. It's weird. Do weird people use that? The crystal people or something? Like the crystals, not the friggin' Satan. You know, it's better than sitting in your driveway, getting bit by mosquitoes, talking with your friends, talking to them on your phone. Same thing. That's my life. It's like a big old FaceTime call. And if you're a dick, just hang up. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm going to say in court, dude. I'm going to tell them that. That's how you explain my job. And sometimes I get paid. And sometimes I don't. But if I didn't get paid, I would 100% still do it. So in one of these clips, she is talking about manifesting and is asking what it is. And do those crystals people or crystal people talk about it? And then she clarifies and says, crystal like the crystals, not like Satan. She had called me Satan, devil, Lucifer, Antichrist multiple times by this point. So she is making a little dig there. But then she also talks about in the next clip about how her life is one giant FaceTime call and that she just talks profanity to her friends. She has said repeatedly that talking about other people or gossiping is not really her jam. And anybody that knows her knows that she does not say bad things about people. But here she's openly admitting that's exactly what she does on a regular basis with her friends all the time. Last year, I was like literally not excited about anything. My dad was dying. I had freaking stalkers on the internet. It's nuts. My life was crumbling. I really did do that dress myself, y'all weirdos. Also, how do you say on the internet that I didn't make it myself when y'all are literally here? That's so weird. Like, that's like crazy levels weird. Oh, my God. Put that in your letter, please. Oh, my God. Remind me <laughs> that I just told the truth again. So here she again references her stalkers. And then she's talking about a dress and how she made it. Again, she's responding to some commentary that was online on either GoMe or Reddit about a tie-dye dress that she made. And I guess there was commentary that she didn't actually make it. So she's saying, how can you say that as if H and I were the ones writing about this when you were there when the defendant made the dress. And so that's what she's referring to. The reality is neither H and I were providing that commentary. We knew that she made that dress. And so the whole thing is a little bit ridiculous. The defendant makes another Instagram live video, a live sale on August the 5th of 2021. You know, today I was thinking too, and I told myself the worst thing that came out of all this is that it tells me that I was wrong in that you really cannot be friends with everybody in the world, you know? And like, that's the only part that sucks. I mean, that's not the only part that sucks, but that's like the biggest, like sad thing out of all of it. And that you can think you know someone and you have no idea what they're capable of. Because if you see the people I saw like that the other day when I had to see them, that is not the people I know. I've never seen them like that. But it was the same face that was in those pictures when I said, start smiling. Don't give that face. I don't know what that face means, but I can feel in my gut like something ain't right. And the same exact face was the face in those pictures that I saw the other day too. It was, it was literally make you want to throw up like sick. I'd rather walk through like miles of poop than deal with that ever again. Oh, it was gross. But I smiled in one. So here, once again, the defendant is referencing the Zoom hearing we had on her motion to quash so that she could reschedule her deposition. And she is talking about how if you saw those people I had to see the other day, those were not the same people. Seemingly, she's referencing H&I on that Zoom call. Also, for the people who uh, who make fun of me on the internet, the two, um, they always talk about, you know, Captain Crazy, little sidekick, always make fun of me and how I'm a, like a horrible business owner. And like, I guess they forgot that they were in charge of running my company last year when we lost $2 million. 
<laughs> so like at the end of the day, I guess I'm not that bad, huh? Stupid. So here she makes a comment about how can we say that she was a terrible business owner? Again, she's referencing commentary online about her and that H and I were the ones that were in charge of running her company where she lost $2 million the year prior. If you'll recall, I was trying to have finance meetings with her. I was trying to have cash projection discussions with her. And I've done this stuff too. She's like reporting me right now. She can't even talk back. You just have to sit there and listen to me and send me another letter. I'll take it. <sighs> you know her attorney's got to be like, what the hell? How come this woman won't get her insurance company involved? Because I ain't guilty. The defendant says here that she's sitting there recording me right now and can't say anything back. Once again, I was not the one capturing all of this footage, but I do want to address that. It was a misery complete misery to have to review this footage and not be able to say anything, which is one of the reasons why now being able to tell my story is so powerful and so important to me. Because yeah, I did for two years have to sit there without a voice and not answer for myself and let the legal process run its course, which thankfully it, it worked out and justice prevailed here in terms of what the courts could do. She also says, send me another letter. She's still making fun of the retraction letters that were being sent. She knew that everything that she said would be captured for this lawsuit. And some of the comments that she makes, I believe that she made them so that we would see them. We never have got to have my second ink party. So when all this drama is over that I never should have gone through, we'll have a big old party. And I will be the queen because the crazy, she was going to be the prom queen at my party where I was going to let her. Isn't that funny? I feel silly to even address this comment, but the defendant is talking about having her second ink party for making the ink 5,000 list for the second year in a row and says crazy was going to be my prom queen. She did talk about having a party and she did tell me that, you know, I could be the prom queen or whatever. And the only reason that I even show this here is this was also in the police body cam footage at the defendant's home. The defendant told this story to the police. The defendant told the police that she was going to let me be prom queen. The defendant felt that it was strong enough evidence to bring up that she was going to have me be the prom queen at her Inc. 5000 party when she spoke with the police. She spent several minutes talking to them about this. Then on August the 10th of 2021, my attorney sent what's called requests for admissions. Because the defamation was so extensive and because there was so much evidence, so many clips, so many libelous posts to go over, in an effort to make the trial process more efficient, my attorney sent requests for admissions with every single defamatory statement and asked the defendant to admit or deny that she made those statements. Otherwise, we would have had to spend a lot of time at both the deposition and at trial and showing the footage and asking the defendant, did you make this statement? So the request for admissions was supposed to make that entire process more efficient, get out of the way whether or not she said the statement, and then we can spend deposition time and trial time actually going over what she meant by those statements when she made them. Then on August the 13th of 2021, the defendant made an Instagram story. 
You guys, I cried at the Apple Store, but it's fine. Uh, he just got me some data back and then like broke my heart, but it's okay. I'll be better. The defendant quickly just says in passing here that she was at the Apple Store. She was crying because she could just got some data back. This is carrying on her false and defamatory narrative about hacking. In her sworn deposition, my attorney asked her, do you believe that Crystal Wrighton played any part in hacking into your iCloud account on either of those occasions? Absolutely, yes. All right, tell me every fact upon which you based your opinion that Crystal Wrighton participated in the hacking into your iCloud account on either the occasion with H's MacBook or the occasion with H in the closet. The defendant says, I do not know factually that she participated in it. So in her deposition, she admits that she has no evidence, much like all the other evidence that she claimed to have, where she ended up saying in her deposition that she investigated herself or she just decided it was true. Once again, she has no factual basis. No reports from Apple were ever turned over. Nothing to support the hacking narrative that she continued to perpetuate despite having no evidence. On August 17th of 2021, the defendant made another live video. Yeah, empathy is a thing. With I, that's literally like he pulled over on the side of the road one night and was like, I think I got it. I think I know what my problem is. And I was like, okay, what? And he's like, I think it's empathy. I think I don't have enough. He's like, I don't think I have any. But he's like, that's why I always think like I can't understand sometimes the things that I was going through with my like stalker situation. But now that he sees exact words that he said repeated, it freaks him out. And I'm like, well... But now he gets it a little more. I don't know what struck up the empathy bug, but he has it and I'm thankful for it. Now he's like, oh, we need to get our house swept for bugs. And I'm like, oh, again, okay, I see. Now you're on board, okay. Are you going to say a prayer for me tomorrow? Because I have a very, very, very important meeting tomorrow. Like huge, huge. In the earlier clip, she talks about her husband and how he was finally on board with getting their house swept for bugs. She has alluded before that her husband wasn't completely buying into this narrative that she had created. But seemingly at this point, she is saying that he has seen actual proof. And so they need to get their houses swept for bugs. And then she also says that she has a huge meeting in the morning. So she's asking for people to pray for her. The next day, the next morning, the defendant posted a picture in front of the Fort Worth Police Department. The caption on the picture says, God is good and always present. Amen. Then she makes an Instagram story on the same morning. Friends, how are you today? I am actually splendid. I'm so sorry. I haven't got on here all day long. I've been a little tied up. <sighs> Very important business today. Life-changing business today. I'm so excited. A lot of y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm very, 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 probably the best day I've had in two years. So anyways, I like literally don't even know what to do with myself next. I'm like, like what do I do? Do I go home, put in products? Like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm like so overwhelmed with happiness. I just want to go see all my friends and tell them all the good news. Oh God, I don't even know. Anyways, uh, here's the lesson for today without me getting emotional. Is that number one, when people say people are always fighting a battle you don't know about, that's very true. And number two, it says a lot about you as a person and how you behave during the trials of your life. So thank you. So she made that vague 
Instagram story after posting a selfie of her in front of the Fort Worth Police Department. She also makes a post across Instagram and Facebook that says, had to document this day. It's pouring rain, humid, sticky, and still the best day ever. Thank you, Jesus, for making me as tough as you did. And thank you, my internet friends. You probably have no idea how important you are and have been to me. I'm so thankful. P.S. Anything you say can and will be held against you, even when you think it's anonymous. Remember that. God is good, y'all. And then she has some emojis, the strong arm emoji, a police officer emoji, a lock and key emoji, a heart emoji, and the justice scales emoji. Some of the comments on this post say, so glad to see this update. That smile, so happy to see it again. Yes, such great news. Another comment says, God has determined, as he said in Luke 12, 2 through 3, that the secrets will be uncovered, the truth will come forth, and God's thought about every behavior and action will be vindicated. What's done in the dark will come to light, and thank God he has created it to operate so. Another commenter says, good will always win over evil, at least in the end. Another follower, yay, I hope they go straight to hell in a hay basket. Another follower says, if you need anything, you know I'm just 10 minutes away. Proud of you for fighting through the tears. I know the past two years have been a beatdown, but you are a profanity phoenix. Rise, baby girl, rise. Another follower says, please tell me they're going to be held accountable for what they've done to you. So again, the defendant has just vaguely posted. She has posted a selfie in front of the Fort Worth Police Department, and she has posted this caption, and her followers know the narrative that she has created and perpetuated, and they are commenting accordingly. That evening, August 18th, the defendant held a live sale. Had to be in Fort Worth super, super early this morning, best day ever. Great news in Fort Worth today. Um, I'll tell you this, don't ever talk about people on the internet and think it's anonymous. It's absolutely not. I cannot stress that enough. No matter what you think, no matter who told you a VPN would keep you safe, no matter who told you nobody's going to tell, you can. You have to be accountable for the words that you say on the internet. Please be very mindful of that. Nothing you say, no matter if it's a comment on Facebook, a post on Instagram, a post on Instagram from a fake page, Instagram will tell on you real quick. Instagram and Reddit are the easiest people to get information from. So make sure you just don't say things you don't want your grandpa to know you said if you talk on the internet because you're going to get found out for sure. So once again here, the defendant is back to her intimidation tactics. She is making it sound as if she has had this amazing meeting with these authorities and she is has availed threats about no matter what you post online, it's not anonymous. Again, trying to intimidate H&I into dropping a lawsuit or just trying to scare us in general. I, once again, was never scared about any of that because everything she said that I had done to her was a complete and outright fabrication and lie generated only by the defendant's own brain. None of that was true. So it never bothered me when she would say these things in terms that I would be getting in trouble. It only bothered me because people believed her because she sounds believable with all of this tossing around words like forensic and the police and the authorities and all of that kind of stuff. And you can see in the comments, her followers believe her. She also references here that Instagram and Reddit are the easiest to get information from. In her sworn deposition, she was asked if she had any contact with Instagram. My attorney says, have you had any contact with Instagram as to your loss of followers on your various Instagram accounts? I have not. My attorney says, okay, do you believe that Crystal Wrighton in any way deleted any Instagram followers? Defendant says, I do. My attorney says, okay, and tell me every fact upon which you base that opinion. The defendant says, I believe that to be true. 
My attorney says, and tell me every fact upon which you allege or base that opinion other than you've just decided. And the defendant says, I just decided. My attorney says, okay, so no facts other than you just decided. Defendant says, that's correct. Once again, the defendant has tried to use multiple intimidation tactics, claiming that she had a forensic accountant, claiming that she had a huge meeting with the police and that no matter if you think a VPN will keep you safe, nothing you post is going to be anonymous. Those sort of things all failed. None of that intimidated me because I knew that none of it was true. I was never afraid of criminal action being taken against me. It didn't stop the defendant, though. Even though she had in her hands a police report that said there is no criminal activity, she admittedly says, well, to me, it's still an active criminal investigation, and she was going to press charges if she could find the evidence. Despite the defendant being given this police report that has 175 pages worth of investigation in it, it says on November the 6th of 2020, the defendant contacted the police department about possible cyber harassment and or theft of trade secrets. And then they give the definition of harassment in Texas as if this person initiates communication by telephone, text, in writing, or by electronic communication with intent to harass, annoy, alarm, abuse, torment, or embarrass another the defendant said that her business lost close to $2 million in the past two years due to a blog account on gomiblog.com and reddit.com. Defendant believes that Crystal Wrighton, that left the business on September 2nd of 2020, has been blog trolling the defendant since 2012. Defendant said that Wrighton started working for defendant in 2019 and walked out on September 2nd, 2020 without warning or explanation. Blog troll is defined as a person who maintains a blog with an unhealthy, obsessive, compulsive drive, especially angsty goths. The content of their blogs usually includes events that no sane person would care about. Defendant says she believes that Wrighton has multiple accounts through gummyblog.com. Defendant listed account names which she believes to be associated with Wrighton are Woke Duchess of Ghosting, Coco and Chanel, I Love My Husband, I Love My Husband, Reality G, Blonde, Discount Doorknobs, Lucy Goosey, Apple Juicy, Time Off for Talent. Defendant said that she felt like Gomi blog accounts that she believes belong to Wrighton contributed to defendant's lost business in the past two years. Defendant believes Wrighton used information that Wrighton received during her time working at the business and is now receiving information about defendant from a current employee at the company named H. Defendant said that Wrighton had every password to every account that defendant had, including but not limited to bank, Wi-Fi, social media accounts, phone, and computers. Defendant said that after Wrighton left, she allowed H to have the passwords that Wrighton had used. Defendant also said she felt threatened, insulted, and betrayed by the posts made by the above account names and other account users on thegomiblog.com. Defendant said that personal information about her family and business was also released by one of the above account names on multiple occasions. My investigation into the gummyblog.com website did confirm that account names listed above were a part of the blog article about defendant that started in 2012. From March 27th to November 11th, 2020, I found that 232 different account names posted on the article blog for the defendant. I also found that between those two dates above, there were over 1,200 pages of posts containing 25 to 30 posts a page about defendant. I did see posts made by multiple users that could be taken by defendant as offensive, insulting, and personal. I did not observe any posts that were threatening to harm the defendant, the defendant's family, the defendant 
defendant's business or to anyone else. I did not observe any information on gomiblog.com that would be considered trade secrets. I also researched the blogging on reddit.com. Most of the posts on reddit.com do not have account names or the account names have been deleted prior to my investigation. I did not observe any posts that were threatening to harm defendant, defendant's family, defendant's business, or to anyone else. I did not observe any information on reddit.com that would be considered trade secrets. On November 7th of 2020, defendant contacted this officer via cell phone and requested a restraining order for Wrighton and H. I advised the defendant to go to the courthouse and see a judge that I could not issue a restraining order. Defendant said that she had terminated H on November 7th and had changed all of her passwords for her personal life and business. I have exhausted all resources in this case and have not found any crimes that have been committed. If any other evidence is presented by anyone involved, I will research all leads and concerns. So after receiving this lengthy police report, there's also six discs of video footage for body cam footage. No crimes were found. The unfortunate part is Real officers had to spend real time and real taxpayer dollars investigating this frivolous claim made by the defendant. She tried to involve the police as another intimidation tactic with H to try and get H to confess to something that H did not do and also that H had no knowledge of me doing, all because it was fabricated lies. Could the defendant get in trouble for filing a false police report? Technically, I'm sure that she could. But again, that would be more wasted time on the part of the officers and more taxpayer dollars wasted pressing charges like that. So it's unlikely that there will ever be any ramifications for that. But the defendant knew there were no crimes committed. It did not stop her from continuing to say that I was a criminal and that H was a criminal. But all of the defendant's intimidation tactics failed. next time on false and defamatory so text your friends tell them to talk on instagram and facebook and you know when she starts talking she doesn't stop we're not on the app right now we're only on facebook and instagram and the reason we're only on those two is because i don't i don't need this story hidden away somewhere where not everybody can see it y'all did do this and i'm gonna talk about it as much as i well please by this time, she knows that she is making false and defamatory claims. She has been notified over and over and over and over again. She has been instructed by her attorney to not make these false and defamatory statements. She jokes about it in her videos, but she just keeps doing it. You know what else is in America? Justice. And eventually, what's done in the dark will come to light. I agree with her wholeheartedly on those statements because what she has done is now being brought to light and there has been justice. You know, the best part of it is I get to talk to people on the internet and they trust me. Her only court that she cares about is her court of public opinion by her followers. She knows that her videos and her likes and her views go up whenever she talks about this made up drama that she fabricated and perpetuated and she uses it to make money. We've already seen comments where people want to shop so that they can support her, but she is quite literally using this defamation for profit. You sue me for a million and I have it. You're just not gonna get it, sister. And I would love for you to play this video in court. So I would love to sit in front of 12 logical people. Even if you're not logical, just give me 12 breathing humans. You don't even have to love Jesus. I, I just wanna talk to you.
Oh my God, please get me in front of a jury. Her wish did come true. When I go to market even, the vendors, they know all about this stuff, you know? They've even met those people. And they're like, I'm so sorry, I can't believe this. So she is telling people on her own social media, but she's also telling people professionally that I had worked with before in business. I knew that everything I said would be taken out of context. So we'll just put this disclaimer. I'll keep these videos up forever, don't worry. Uh, anything I say, um, going forwards or backwards from today is for entertainment purposes only and should not be taken seriously. Anyways, internet friends, back to the subject. That's not how this works. You can't make false and defamatory statements for months on end, 284 statements worth, and then say, oh, it was it was just for entertainment. That's, that's not how that works. This is the craziest story. I know it's the most wild thing. And in this case, I'm gonna get sad, I'm gonna get mad, and I'm gonna win. So let's go, ladies and gentlemen, I'm ready. My insurance company is not gonna pay you and neither am I. You want me to spell it for you? N-O, no, zero percent. One thing I'll tell you, if you're just now jumping on the video, I probably don't, I never made a video in my life. I would probably more encourage you to rewind and watch from the very beginning. It is becoming a trend for influencers to say that they are stalking victims and that they have been terrorized and harassed. And I can't speak to every single one of those scenarios, but I can speak to mine. And there was an influencer telling everyone that I was stalking and harassing her. And that was a blatant lie. These people and these creators and influencers that develop these large followings can go on and just say whatever they want. And their followers believe them and can actually do harm to the people that they're talking about. And that's not okay either. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Brighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. 
The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.